back. It's Chris and Mary. Word of Freedom podcast. This is our third podcast, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hey, uh, last time we were talking, we were talking about all the the multifaceted uh, ideas, the names, the the identities of God and and who He is, and we really we really didn't even start to scratch the surface of who God truly is, did we? No, we didn't. I mean, he's so great. He's so amazing. But we ended on this this one passage when we're actually looking at who we are. You know, we 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 started off this whole thing saying, you know, that Mary showed that I'm mainly about learning who we are, and she's mainly all about whose we are. And together, you know, we get a better understanding of well, of who we are and whose we are, of who God is and who we as Christians are. In him. Exactly. So we ended last podcast, if you remember, if not, go back and listen to it. The who's apostrophe S and who's W-H-O-S-E. But we ended that with Jeremiah chapter one, verse five, where God is um, speaking. Actually, we back up to verse four. It says, then the word of the Lord came to me, Jeremiah, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. And that's kind of a heavy thing if we really think about it. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, it, it brings up, for me, it brings up all these amazing thoughts and ideas. It rattles my brain sometimes, really, when I think before I was even born, God, A, it says in his word, he he knitted us in our mother's womb, right? Yep. And then it says that he knew me before he even did that, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, um, in Psalm 139 and verse 14, it says, I praise you, speaking to God, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. My frame was not hidden from you. We shared a bit on this last time. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Your eyes saw my substance. This is the part. Being yet unformed and in your book, they all were written. The days fashioned for me when as yet there were none of them. (laughs) Isn't that awesome? That's amazing. It is. A long time ago, we were doing a homeless outreach kind of thing. We we did it for over 10 years. You know, we built a lot of relationships with a lot of people. And, you know, there was a time when God's like, I want you to go forth and preach my word. And that that was kind of a struggle for me at first. You know, I started saying, you know, who am I to do this? And we went over to a friend's house and they just kind of showed us through the scriptures that, you know, I think God is calling you, Chris, to to preach the word. But in that, I noticed that a lot of people had a problem with who they they saw themselves as. Would you would you agree with that? I'll agree with that. And that isn't just in that area, but throughout the body of Christ, we tend to struggle with our worthiness. We tend to struggle with the fact that we can be who he says we are. You know, we need to look at what the Bible says, who the Bible says we are, right? Yes, yes. 
you know, we can, we can, we can be fixated on, you know, all we sinners, or we can be fixated on all us saints. Amen. So a long time ago, um, I sat down and I made a list and I think you have it. Yeah, I do. And it's, um, it's 50 statements out of the Bible of who God says we are. And then a friend of mine, uh, Peter gave me a, or gave, actually gave a, of my friend Nathan a copy of this, and my friend Nathan gave me a copy of, I believe it's, oh my gosh, how many are there? Um, there's 53 statements of the Word of God says, I am. And in those, I, I wrote it down as, Father, I thank you that I am. Yeah. You know, I think today, you know, we said we were going to talk about, you know, who we are in God. and yeah. I, And I think if we just even just... Look at some of these scriptures. Are there any on there that that you've uh, that like come out to you? Oh, the very first one: a child of God. Actually, I, I want to just go there in the Bible. You know, there's no Beautiful. better place to look for who you are in God than in God's Word. Because if you really want to know who you are as a child of God, I believe that we need to look to God to get those answers. Right? Yes. In John chapter one, in verse twelve, do you got it? Yes. Go ahead and read that one for us. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. That's amazing. That's John chapter 1, verses 12 and 13. Yeah. You know, I really encourage... If you don't read your Bible, if you don't have a Bible, I encourage you to get one. Call it your own. It's God's word for you. And to read the Bible on a daily basis. And it's not because it's something to check off, but it's because it's where you're going to look in the mirror in the word and see who you are. But I also encourage you that if you start reading in the middle of a sentence, go to the beginning of the sentence. And if you start reading at the beginning of the sentence, don't stop till you get to the end. Amen. <laughs> right? Amen. Because, I mean, and it will seem a little... Um, long-winded at times when you get into some of the epistles but <laughs> but there is is it's a thought it is you're, you're capturing it's, the whole thought yeah whole shebang whole shebang <laughs> you know because there's context. the context I was trying to say. <laughs> and there's a, there's the old adage if you take text out of a context well then you're just left with the con context context it's a, yep it's a joke <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 not because it says, you know, to as many as received him, and they're talking, we're talking about Jesus, to them, he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believed in his name, who were born, not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. So this, this phrase, this, who were born, I mean, when you think of that, to those who believed in his name, who were born... Not of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. So what is when you look at that little bit, you've been given the right to be called a child of God, right? Yeah. To become a child of God to those who believe in his name, which means you, you have to believe in the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. I've heard too many people out there in the world nowadays saying, well, we're all children of God. And that's a falsehood. No, we're all created by God. For God. Yes. We need to believe in the name of Jesus. You know, it says in Romans that if we believe in our heart and we confess with our mouth, then we shall be saved. We shall become children of God. 
But I want to look at this, who were born, not of the blood, nor the will of flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. Real quick, turn the page. We're going to turn our pages in our Bibles. You can turn with us, guys, the actual Bibles. Here we go. Turn the page. I got to turn two pages. Why? Where are we going? We're going to go two chapters. We're going to go to three. Yeah. Now, mine's a little probably bigger print than yours is. Mm -hmm. One of the most infamous verses in the Bible is John 3. 16. There you go. So John 3, 16 says, go ahead and read it. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Should not perish, but have everlasting life. Yes, because they believe in him. Yeah, but what did it say in in, in chapter 1 in verse um, 12 and 13? To them he gave the right to become children of God to those who believed in his name. Mm-hmm. Who were born not of blood, nor the will of men, not of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And this in chapter three, if you guys don't know, is when Nicodemus, one of the, the great Pharisees of that time, a great teacher of that time, comes to Jesus and it says under the cover of night or at night, and he's questioning this, this great teacher, right? Yep. And we see in this section, in this passage... You know, let's just go ahead and go there. Um, In John chapter 3, starting in verse 1, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do the signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again... He cannot see the kingdom of God, right? Right. So we need to be born again. And this whole thing, this first one that caught your eye, I am a child of God, is stating the fact that I've been born again. Mm -hmm. So this thought, this notion, this idea, this identity. Yes. Okay. I have been born again. I am now a child of God. Physically, I am born of flesh and bone. Right. Mother, father. Yeah, the will of man. The will of man, the will of the flesh. But spiritually, we've been born again. Yes. Which means that the old man, the old woman, isn't supposed to be a part of us anymore. Correct. So when you think, I am a child of God, what does that bring up to you? It tells me that I am new. And... As his child, I'm loved. I'm not only loved, but I have the ability to turn to my father. I'm a child of God, which means he's my father. Uh-huh. I'm his daughter. And that just brings so much more into my life because God is the creator of all heaven and earth. Mm-hmm. And as we discussed before, by knowing whose Who's we, we are, are, we can, we can know who we are. And as a child of God, we have then access to him. We have the ability to come to him as his child, ask, seek, knock, all of these wonderful things that scripture has 
shown and told us if we dig into it. There's so much. It's just rich. I don't know what answer you were seeking, but... No, I, I just want I want your opinion. I want to know what you think when you think of, I'm a child of God. You want to, Honestly, the first thing that always comes to my mind, if somebody asks, well, who are you? Like when Gal said, you know, oh, you're a seer. And I say, well, I might be able to do these things when God calls me to do them. But the truth is, I'm a child of God. I'm his child, which means that as his child, he'll use me how he wants to use me. That's what I was thinking. But when I first hear I'm a child of God, the first thing that comes to me is that I'm wanted. Wow. That's good. It's, it's, it's a big thing because, you know, like I was saying earlier, when we were down at the park every week ministering and building these relationships, you could see that people honestly just wanted to be known. They wanted to be loved. Yeah. And it, it still kind of chokes me up because so many people felt that love from us. Ladies and gentlemen, as a child of God, as a born again Christian, we get to then be Jesus to the person in front of us. And what did Jesus do? He pointed to his father. All the time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, how many times had come to, somebody come up to you and say, oh, you know, I love it. You know, you prayed for me and this happened. And your response was always. Yay, Jesus. Amen. You, know, you, know. you did this for me. No. You prayed and, 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 and I got better. And, or you prayed for me and this happened in my life. And we're like, yay, Jesus. We constantly pointing to God, pointing to Jesus. I couldn't tell you how many times standing at the park, you know, we're like, if it wasn't for God, we wouldn't be here. No. And one of the things that I really, really would say to, I pray, almost everybody was that, you know, you you tell me you know I love you because we're here, but here's the truth. I love you. There's people in your life that you know who love you, but there's only one who truly, truly loves you and knows you better than you know yourself. Amen. In me, that brings up uh, kind of the, I'm not sure how to say this, the part that a lot of people don't want to hear. God is love. We read that in First John, right? Right irrevocable. God is love. It doesn't say that he is loving. It doesn't say that God is a lovable. It he's says that cuddly. Yeah, he's not a, a big cuddly God, you know, praise God. John got the chance to recline on his chest, but it says that God is love. Not that love is his sidekick thing that he does. You know, it's not that God is, you know, a great person and he's loving, it says that God is love. And with that, Jesus says, he says that I am the way and the truth. And a lot of people got upset with what Jesus was saying about them. But we just kind of glaze over that. And well, that was the religious people. There's a, um, there's a song by Hillsong United, and it's called As You Find Me. Do you remember that song? I think we listened to it just the other day or this morning. It's an amazing song, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I might be able to put a link to the YouTube video in the comments. I don't know if that's legal or not. But in the song, it says, you love me as you find me. And it repeats it. You love me as you find me. You love me as you find me. Because the beginning of the song says, you know, 
I do really good and then I fall down and then I do really good and then I fall down. You know, I can, I stood strong and I have crumbled in a moment, you know, and it has all these amazing visuals and concepts of yay. Oh, darn it. Yay. Oh, darn it. And then it says, but you love me as you find me. But near the end of the song, you, when you get towards like the bridge, I guess it would be, they're singing, you love me as you find me. You love me as you find me. But then like this other line comes in that says, your love's too good to leave me here. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 You know, you love me as you find me. And he found me in my darkest moment, in my darkest hour, just miserable and screaming out to God, if you're really real, I really need you. And he touched me, but he loved me so much to not leave me in my sinfulness. He loved me enough to pull us out of that and place us into the son of his love to set us upon the rock of Jesus Christ and call us a new creation, born again, not of the flesh or not of the blood, not of man, not of the world, but of the spirit. And then, because we believe, we become children of God. Yes. Any other thoughts? No, I'm just kind of going through that song in my head. <laughs> <laughs> we just want to bust it out right here. You know, she's sitting here thinking about this song, and I'm thinking, these are the lyrics. If you want my heart, I won't second guess, because I need your love more than anything. I'm in. I'm yours. Your love's too good to leave me here. That, ladies and gentlemen, is the amazing thing of the grace of God. Yes. Yes, it is. Any other thoughts? No, I just know that he's not left me where I was. Thank you, Jesus. It's been a work in progress. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Well, guys, that's going to be it for today's episode, but we're going to carry this, this topic on of who we are in Christ. So tune in next time. Uh, we love you guys. Please like, subscribe to the podcast. And if you would, give us a little comment, uh, share it with your friends and your family on social media. And we will see you all again shortly. All right. Love you. Love you. Bye.